Welcome to the Fit2 Talk podcast. You just found the number one health and fitness podcast for performers. So congratulations. And you are listening to a guest episode during which we discuss the realities of a career in the performing arts with those who are fit to talk about them. Yeah, and if you like what we do, please... <laughs> if you like what we do, please leave us a review or on Spotify, click that follow button. Also, if you like our meaningful, helpful and accurate information and you might want to be coached by us too, then Fit to Perform is for you. Yeah, baby. You can find out more information over on our website, fit-2.co.uk or on Instagram. And moving on, we have an incredible guest for you today. Ah, yes, we do. Today's guest is currently appearing in Dick Whittington mm. at the Arts Centre Hounslow as dance captain, understudy the cat. Yes. Love understudying a cat. Love cats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's previously appeared as Anne Boleyn in Six, yep. Fentiel. Um, she's worked a lot as a swing and as a cover. She's yep. fantastic. She's done loads of stuff. It's an amazing chat. Actually, you already know her name from the, uh, from the title of the episode, but I'll introduce her properly in a moment. Uh, it's a fascinating chat throughout this, and she's uh, really, really open and, and uh, vulnerable during this episode. So mm. uh, please enjoy the wonderful Lucy Aston. We should have a Pret sponsorship, I feel. Yeah, by now. Yeah. But then again, I was trying for a Greg sponsorship for years. Yeah. That never happened for me. So. That's true. And we've also, we've done an episode on Greg's too, so this is really boring for you. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> uh, but in general. Uh, so, <laughs> how are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> um, relax. Uh, there we go. I was going to say, at some point during recording, would you be willing to tell us a lie? Yeah, I've thought of one. Oh, yes. Oh, she's prepared. That's what we like to hear. She's ready. Uh, That's super exciting. At the end, obviously, I don't know if you've listened to one of our guest episodes, then at the end, we will. Maybe Abby's. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you've listened to our very first episode. I listened to that and I know KP really well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so you listened to one right at the start. (laughs) (laughs) Very (laughs) recent. How different were they? This is just narcissism. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I felt like the same. You had like more of a like chat at the beginning, like, professional podcast host. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is what we're going to do this week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, because that first one was literally us going, oh, I don't know what we're doing. That was a test. That yeah. was just like, is this going to be all right? <laughs> yeah. And then Abby is probably our most mentioned guest. She takes great pride. And I'm assuming she she'll it. listen to this. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Abby, no doubt. We, we still love you. Hi, Abby. <laughs> Hi. We should get her back on. Like we a, should. Like a returning <laughs> yeah. episode. Yeah. Two years later. Episode 200 or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. God. Uh, God, it's going. Um, so, so, willing to lie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We've gone far. Isn't that an actor? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. yeah. For money. Yeah, fair. For money. Yeah. Yeah. Willing to lie for a money. Starlight audition, he's like, can you skate? I went, yeah. Can't yeah. Skate. <laughs> yeah. 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 When yeah, do you yeah. start? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like booking into roller rink? Yeah. <laughs> like, do you know what? I, got, I had that question the other day, like, if, I won't specify the, yeah. <laughs> the job, but it was like, can you do, and my agent texted me and was like, can you do a perfect accent from this area of the UK. And I was like, yes. <laughs> Bring in whoever your friend is that has yeah, that accent. Literally that. Read these lines. Yeah. Record it now. And upon reflection, the answer is no. Okay. Good. good so good. Uh, I'm pretty good at accents. Like, I'm, like there's you a bunch of good there. accents. But it turns out, perfect is not how I would describe this one. <laughs> also, saying Start. you're perfect, perfect at an accent is intense. Perfect. I was like, like perfect must be for TV. Right? Because, like, yeah. with stage, you've got rehearsal process, which means I could get better. And a dialect coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 So you'd be like, it's fine, it'll be possible. But it was like, you need to be perfect. I was like, I had to go back and go, I don't think perfect how I'd describe it. I don't it. think possible. I'm even perfect at my own accent. Like, 
I don't know if I don't know if per, a perfect accent exists. Fair, fair. <laughs> yeah. oh, yes, there we've we conquered it. Oh, you, you can be like, I'm from there. Don't you know this town? Like, yeah, like, like, yeah, yeah. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you sound like that. How very dare you? How very dare you? <laughs> this is my own accent. Uh, so tell it. Speaking of accents, tell us how the story of Lucy Aston begins. So I am from Newcastle, but my hey. accent is soft. <laughs> so it like, is, yeah. yeah, yeah, it is soft. Yeah, a lot of people think I'm Scouse. Yeah, I can, I can kind yeah. of hear that. Yeah. Keep going, talk more. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm now yeah. conscious of it. I'm like, like, am I from Newcastle? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me more. So we started off in Newcastle. Yeah, so I was like, my granddad, my, like my whole family aren't performers. I'm like working class, like mining town family. I have a twin brother who is a football scout. My dad works in football. And I was like, I'm going to go dance. <laughs> and then I, my granddad like, loved theatre and like, took me to see it when I was little. And then ever since then, I was like, I knew I wanted to live in London, knew I wanted to do musical theatre. And then I, like, grew up through it and then went to, like, college in Newcastle. But you don't know much about, like, London schools. Like, when I initially auditioned, I was 17. I'm quite, like, stagey. I love singing and dancing. And I auditioned to, like, Central, RADA. Nothing wrong with them, but not – they're more, like, Mm. acting-based. And I was like – Went to audition, I was like, I don't think this is me and like <laughs> a leotard. <Yeah. laughs> and give us your Shakespeare. Everyone else is in blacks. Uh. <laughs> um, and then luckily, so I got into like foundation courses, but I actually did a show before I trained. So I randomly did a show. I did The Little Mermaid in China when I was like 17. And they, <laughs> I, just, I just, as you do. Out of nowhere. <laughs> out, yeah. Haven't we all? Yeah, true. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were like, they'd auditioned at Pineapple and they just couldn't, they didn't, they hadn't found anyone they wanted for Prince Eric. Came up and I don't know, they didn't open call in Newcastle, but I don't know why they didn't just do boys. And then they came in and they were like, you've got quite like Disney eyes. Do you want to be like one of the little sisters? I was like, all right. And then I ended up being little sister, male on stage swing, as you do. Yeah, <laughs> strong. <laughs> Literally covering all the boys. I was like, okay. <laughs> so then did that and then auditioned for like drama school and then went to drama school after. What do you think Disney eyes means? Yeah. There's so many questions to go along with that as to why. He took time for yeah. to come back and also, insult me. The, the first half is nice. Yeah. Like, yeah. You've, got, you've got such big eyes. You're like, oh, you. okay, yeah. then sort it. Oh, yeah. oh. I'd reduce them if oh. that <laughs> this was, My day was getting better and you made it worse. Yeah. Oh, so I think big is what yeah, Disney okay. eyes mean. So Disney eyes just means big. Uh, is that something that you've ever been. Oh, this is a strange question because okay. uh, for me, that would be a huge positive. But is that something you've ever been self-conscious about? Perhaps from having somebody say oh, something like that? that? Man. Yeah. Like, actually, <laughs> Damn him. At college, at my college in Newcastle, my dancers used to call me Flick from A Bug's Life. So I think it's just... <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> I thought that was nice. So I, was, I took yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like... Also, I feel like if it's, if it's your friends, then they're like... If it's something positive about yeah. you, then you can turn it into something like that you're allowed to joke about because it's something you'd never be self-conscious yeah. about. Mm. But if it's something that you think someone would be self-conscious about, you're unlikely, if, <laughs> if you're a nice person, to take to the piss out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, like, that man. <laughs> just, it yeah. just kills me to this day that he walked past. Yeah. And came back. Okay, double back. He's like, no, I need to tell She her. needs to know. She yeah. needs to know. I wonder what he's doing now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Maybe he is an eye surgeon <laughs> yeah. and he just wanted some business. Oh, yeah. he was drumming up business. Yeah. Yeah. Does he drink eyes, though? No. No, <laughs> definitely not. Me no. Googling well, it. <laughs> <laughs> eye shrinking procedure. Honey, I shrunk the... No, I don't think it's possible. No, I don't think it's physically possible. Surely not possible. No, you can't shrink something, can you? You, can, you just have to remove sections of it. Even when people like get their nose... <laughs> Could you make like, the lids bigger? <laughs> yes. That's I, a, I, there you go. That's what? a thing. That's a thing. I Fine. was told by a headshot photographer, I won't say who once, he was like, yeah, you've got a drippy left eyelid. So now in for headshots, I'm always... <laughs> You're like... <laughs> I had Andy Brown, who's my recent, and I, he was so nice. He was like, you don't. I was like, yes. He was like, what are you doing? I was like, like, making sure it's not drippy. Yeah. What did you mean? You're like, I haven't blinked in 40 <laughs> yeah, minutes. <laughs> holding Constantly it. Constantly looking surprised. Don't most people have that? I've definitely got one eye, not only yeah. a slightly different height to the other, mm. like most people do, but like that opens a bit more than the other one. Yeah. And you're not meant to be symmetrical, but no. I was like... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really so aware. Yeah. Do you, like, have... If you know which way your face is symmetrical, I do, right? Like, my teeth aren't perfectly straight down in okay. my body. There's a slight angle, and my eyes is ever so slightly wonky. God, it's like I'm a Picasso piece or something. <laughs> um, so in a, in a picture, I will tilt my head in the direction that makes them look more normal. Oh, always this side. Oh, I'm you'll like, turn. See, yeah. I, I'm, I'm better front on. When I turn, that's not a good look for me. So I'm better front on, but I have to literally tilt a little bit. So if it's if I tilt the wrong way, it like heightens all those things, and people are like, "Oh God!" Well, well, no one is like that, but in my head, people are like, "Oh God!" I'm discovering so many things about you today. <laughs> all the crucial stuff. I did not know that was a thing for you. And people listen to this episode to learn about Lucy, and instead, <laughs> learn about your wonky about face. My wonky face. Uh, so tell us, you you went to uh, college in Newcastle then instead, but how did you even get into that? Obviously, you said your brother and dad were football mad. What made you decide to go? All right, I want to. I want to dance. I want to dance. I so I did like. I used. I used to love doing the school shows. I used to be really self conscious of my singing voice, which is weird because now I'm a singer. I dance, but I'm a singer first. And I played Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm not singing." So a Munchkin sang somewhere over the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yeah. <laughs> present them. <laughs> Dancing with Toto, like not singing that. Uh, you should have like puppeteered them, like pretended yeah. it was you. Yeah. Oh. Getting a nice bit idea. weird in that. I know. <laughs> if but, I could go back, I would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Damn it. <laughs> but yeah, so I did that, and then I, my mom, ma- my mum's, my mum worked at the school I worked at uh, that I went to, and she worked. Um, she was an SEN teacher. What, what does that mean? Sorry. Special needs. Okay. So like she worked, um, and was like a high level teaching assistant, but she was friends with the music teacher. And she was friends with a guy called Mark Hedges, mm-hmm. who's like yeah, like resident director in London. And he came in and did a Les Mis workshop. And he was like, you're going to be, you had to audition, he was like, you're going to be up and in. I was like, okay, but I'm not singing. Yeah. <laughs> in Les Mis, that show that is literally sung through. Nah, nah. So, but I, I brought like, my own munchkin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm not singing. He was like, no, you are. And he basically pushed me to like do it. And then he was like, you're going to go to this thing, you're going to do this, 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 and this. And so really it was Mark that got me. So I was about 13, 14. And it was him that made me go, oh, actually, I want to do this as a career. So I went to like a singing teacher and then went to Newcastle College and then ended up coming to LSMT. So yeah, that's kind of like the way. And then like, I'm still friends with like, I went to like Mark and Chris's wedding. Like, so he's like now like my best mate from being like a teacher to like now one of my like really close friends. Oh, that's so, so cool. I love that. I'm like, everybody's got those those moments that have like literally changed their life and you have no idea. And it's, yeah, yeah. And essentially it's your mum asking this person to... yeah. 
you know, through other people coming mm. to the school and that's like led you on this crazy trajectory. What do you think you would have done if you weren't doing this? Ooh. I used to really like like making costumes. There's still something stagey, but I did like textiles at school, but I could not, I can't even sew a button on now. Like, <laughs> I can make things. So I'm like, yeah. ma'am. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, I think something like that. And I really liked, I really liked history. And I think like the musicals I like are like Hamilton, Les Mis, like Spring, that are more like, historical musicals. So I feel like something to do with maybe either history or like costume. Something stagey probably. I'm literally a stage person. <laughs> yeah, costume history. Something stagey. Cos- yeah. Costume history in theatre. Yeah. Costume history in theatre. There we go. Really niche. specific. Real niche. When you say stagey, what do you mean? Because I, I think it's a word that is thrown around loads mm. in our industry, right? And yet there is no like universal definition. So it means different things to different people. So mm. what, what do you mean when you say it? I feel like someone... I would have been that kid when I was like eight years old. If there was an open call for Elsa in Frozen, would go with a plat and like, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> dress for the part. Yeah. Um, I was that kid that bought the T-shirt that said like kinky boots from the theatre. Like, that's like how stagey. But I feel like it's my whole. Sometimes this isn't a good thing, but like my whole world. Like yeah. mm-hmm. that I love it so much and like love musical theatre. Like even now, like. I've just turned 29. My older brother will still, all my Christmas gifts will be musical theatre themed. And you're like, I do like other things. Yeah. <laughs> this is my job. Like every every yeah, year he's like, this is now just much. Literally, he's like, I've got you something cool. And I'm like, oh God. And it's like a vinyl from a show. I'm like, I don't have a record player. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do? I'll put it on I my wall. Yeah, I'll just trace my finger across yeah. it and imagine the music. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, that yeah, would be like a that. skill. Skills. Yeah. <laughs> I'll sing it to you. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, skip on. Like, just like, next Christmas, alphabet mask. Yeah, literally. Just get like a full on. It's just a spray painted mask that's green now. I'm kind of here for that. Yeah. Uh, in, in that case, what's the weirdest Christmas gift you've ever had? Oh my God, I tried to think. Last year I was given in my secret Santa a skipping rope and I was like, should I be offended? Have <laughs> <laughs> you shown any interest in skipping? No. I was like, they tell me to work out. Like, right. that's, a, mm, that's weirdest one. My mum loves a theme, right? Oh, okay. Love, love her. But like, <laughs> love it, mum. Love, love her. But one year bought me like, never have I shown an interest in. I'm also not like, very girly, like everything was owl based. <laughs> like bought me like an owl purse. Don't know where that is now. Okay. Like bought me like owl socks, and I was like, I think I was like twenty seven. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> Did I mention an owl in a conversation yeah. Yeah. this year? <laughs> that is a classic, though, right? When people go. Like there's always like one auntie usually or uncle that is like the only thing they know about you is that when you were seven, you used to like, you said you liked a giraffe when you were in the zoo and, and then it'll be like, you've got for the rest of your life, yeah. you're getting giraffe she, she related She bought me things. last year, bless her, I, I did make a joke, she bought me a pencil case um, like I was at school that had like theatre masks on and it was like, it was like learn lines, go on stage, eat, sleep, repeat. And she's like, you can have it for rehearsals. I went, yeah, if I don't want friends. On day one, be with my highlighters. <laughs> eat, sleep, repeat, guys. I just want to say on day one, live by this. <laughs> like, bless her. And she was trying so hard, but I was like, no. That's <laughs> such a good present. Oh, it, the thing is, you, that's a fantastic <laughs> comedy present. Yeah. yeah, like unintentional. That's what you're getting for Christmas from me. I'm going to you're getting. I'll find it. It's still in its pack. Give it to you. you <laughs> we'll permanently pass it around the industry. Literally. Just like it'll become a oh mythical. God, that'd be such a good secret Santa present. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. 
Ah, there's Perfect. Still, there's always time. Uh, it, due to the time warp and of when things happen, uh, this episode will be released after Christmas. So um, when we speak a lot about Christmas, people listening. Oh, yeah, it is. Because it's it totally yeah, pre-Christmas. Yeah, yeah. So, so for us, yeah. it's this wonderful future thing. Yeah. And uh, for everyone listening, they're like, they're still talking about Christmas. <laughs> they're really excited about Christmas 2024. Yeah. <laughs> really buzzing for it. <laughs> um, so uh, you, you ended up going to, what was the college you said? LSNT. London School of Music Theatre. Fantastic. What was that like? Good. It was, so it was, it's only a year. Mm. And I got, I got into Mountview, but I didn't get a Dada. And like coming from a working <coughs> class, like Newcastle family, mm. 33 grand is not something <laughs> I have. <laughs> yeah. Like, and so that was quite hard. And then when I got into LSMT, it was like, I think it's like 16,000, no funding. But because I'd done my China job, I'd like save money. And then like I worked six jobs like fundraise and eventually I went and I loved it and it was the best. I do think I needed three years. So like after I felt like I still trained yeah. and like I went, I had like a bit of a rocky journey. I actually had major surgery on my leg when I graduated and then it like put me back. And then I ended up doing like a course with a guy called Chris Tendai. And then I went to America to Bordeaux Chris, Dance Centre. Chris Tendai. Tendai has been on the podcast. Previous uh, guest. Yay. He's like, really yeah. So I did his like CTC course. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then went to like Broadway Dance Centre in America and like did that stuff. So like LSMT was amazing. I think I was still only 20 and like needed three yeah. years. Yeah. I think it's really good, intense course if you've either trained or you're ready. But I think I'm still like needed a bit mm. more. I, I, I completely identify with that um, story about going, because I, I also auditioned for Mount View at that point in my life. And like you, my family didn't have any money to mm. fund that in any way. It's like it wasn't. I wasn't going to be getting a grant of money in my account from my parents to help me pay my rent, you know? And so in the same way, without any funding, that would not have, I didn't go there. Like it wasn't possible. There was yeah. no 33,000 pounds sitting around. And, you know, people are like, oh, you can get a data. You're like, yeah, like 10% of people going, I think it might be even le less than that now, like are offered that, yeah. that funding. Ooh. And it's based on like performance in the audition rather than your, your means. Yeah. yeah. So, Mine was, I, was doing because I was at Newcastle College and we were doing our grad show and we were doing Spring Awakening and I had to move my recall date to the last recall and I was the only girl and I was with all boys and they were like there's only Dada's left for boys <sighs> because I'd had to move it so, already so done. they so then right. I was like there's not even I couldn't even like apply yeah to but they were they were like just letting you know there's only Dada's left for boys because I had to move it mm. I, I think. Uh, I have a little, like maybe a chip on my shoulder about this in the industry about going, and I wonder if you do too, that, you know, most of the industry is by its very nature, because it's expensive to learn to, it's not expensive to learn to sing, but to get proper help and training it is, mm -hmm. but it's expensive to learn to dance and it's expensive to learn to act. Like the the majority of people in our industry come from realistically like one social background. Like, is that... Is that something you ever think about? Yeah, I I had a conversation, like, I feel like this year has been, like, my hardest year in the industry. And I also, like, kind of realised I make it my life because it's so expensive. Mm -hmm. So, like, m my, like, brothers will be like, get a hobby. And you're like, yeah, but I need that money for a singing lesson. And I need that money for dance classes and £300 for headshots. And then equity and spotlight. And it's, like, yeah. not just... Yeah. So it's, like, I can't just, like buy some climbing equipment and go like up a climbing wall every day. Like, it's yeah, yeah. so, and I do think, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's belly. and like, even like going to the, 
like gym and I have a PT and it's like, but I do it for, for like me, but also for my career, like my PT is specific for performers. Mm. So even that stuff, it's like all gunned at getting a job. And that's why like obviously performers fall so hard when they don't get a job because you make it your life. And yeah. I do think, especially like I'm a twin, so like my mom had two of us same age, like growing up that one wanted to do football, one wanted to go. It's like, even when I did Amdram, like my friends that went to Sylvia since we were like three. Like, I'm not saying, because I, I love being like from a working class family. Like mm. I love being Northern, like, but it, I do think it put me at a disadvantage when they could pirouette. And I was at Waterworld, which was like a leisure centre doing this yeah. on the spot at like three. <laughs> yeah. And they were like on point. Like, yeah. <laughs> but there was like nothing near me that was like stagey, stagey. It was just like, a local like teacher that wanted to teach like little kids like Amdram. So yeah. yeah. It's tricky because obviously, you know, we want <laughs> diversity of all kinds in the industry and representation, but by its very nature, because of the the cost of that, like the only way to do that is had to have bursaries and funding, even from a from an incredibly young age, especially Ooh. for dance, right? Mm. Yeah. Like will there's a certain level in dance that you will likely only reach if you've been dancing from a relatively young age. Especially in certain Types of mm -hmm. dance, if that's yeah. um, one of the things that you want to pursue. So it, it, I, I don't even know how to solve that problem. Yeah. But it's, it's something that you sort of, it's part of the reason my accent is the way it is. Because I thought, because every example of people in the, in the business I was in spoke like this. Mm. And so 15-year-old me was like, well, then I need to appear like I'm like that. Yeah. So I changed my accent. Like part, I was like, that's how... Yeah, even when I went to drama school, like, that's why my accent's, like, softer because mm. it's so weird because now I walk into an audition room and they're like, can you just sing in your Geordie accent? Can yeah. you just do Ooh. this in your... Yeah, yeah. But when I was still training, which, like, was now seven years ago, eight years ago, it was like, can you just soften it? Like, yeah. I remember being in voice class because I still say book and cook. Like, I still say it. And they'd be like, what is that? And I'd be like, oh, sorry, cook. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was so weird in my mouth. And, like, I did a cruise ship out of college and I remember saying the word... I say phone rather than phone. And they were like, no one understands what you're saying. <laughs> so I was like, so I had to like change it. Like, God. Change it. It's, not, it's not that vibe. Know, like, like, what is this? Yeah. I don't understand. It's when I go to Starbucks, I'm like, have a latte. And they're like, oh, what? And I'm like, come on. Like, come, me. Latte. <laughs> like, come on. You have to imagine the tea. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's in there. <laughs> Listen. Yeah, they can understand me going, I have a latte. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, I find I find that, but I find it's changed. I feel like now they want more. They do working. Yeah, they really do. Yeah, like, and I'll go in for shows that are traditionally not. Like, I think I don't know if it is because I've not seen a bit of Vita at the Lesser Curve. Like Nikolai wanted everyone to sing in their accent. Yeah, and I was like, oh wow, like, and that other shows are becoming more like that, which is like nice. But then I now have to ham it back up. To, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like I'm not like that anymore because it's yeah, been beaten yeah, yeah. out of me. And then you go well. There's that weird thing of going, well, uh, am I now misrepresenting that thing that I was? <laughs> am I perfect at the accent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it's not even how I've been. And then you're like, it is how, I, that is the how I learned speech. But you're like, yeah. is this is this right? Like, I don't even know if this is morally okay anymore. <laughs> like, am I allowed to do my own accent? Yeah. Is this what people want to hear? Yeah. <laughs> no, is the answer for me, no. Uh, uh, you are a complete swerve of this you mentioned that um you've got a pt for performance and stuff now but you recently 
ran a half marathon. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Beginning of this nice. year. Casually just yeah. chucking a half marathon at the same time. Did it in three like three weeks training. Just <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, talk us through that. Let's, so, let's, let's jump back. This, it's actually quite a story. So, so when I graduated, I had an operation on my leg and was told I oh, shouldn't yes, yeah. run again, basically. And shouldn't dance for two years and I danced after six months. I went to Drew McConey's class and was like, oh, my days, what did I do with it? <laughs> that, that feels like an error. Like, oh, my days, what did I do with it? the deep end, like, okay. We want um, to sample that audience. <laughs> oh, my days, what did I do with And... Sold. <laughs> and, yeah. So then at the beginning of this year, I was like... I felt a bit lost. I was like, I need something. I am that person that needs to focus on something, like have something. Mm. And I went to watch my best mate run the marathon. And I was like, oh, I could do this. <laughs> no. And I was like, I wanted to do something that had purpose and meaning. This sounds so like cringy. I was like, I want to do it for charity. Like, mm. but this is not, I don't know if this is a good thing to say, but me and my friends have this thing where, if we feel like we're not being productive, we're like, oh, we're just wasting air. Like, by being here, <laughs> I'm just wasting air. Like, yep. so, I understand. So I was in that thing of like, I'm just wasting air and I'm not doing anything. And I was being, I feel like I'm quite good at like being positive, but I was being whingy and I was like, I'm not working. Like, I was getting like negative. So I was like, I'm going to run the hackney half. <laughs> and it, it was literally in four weeks' time. And I was like, how long do you need to train for a marathon? And it was like 12 weeks. And I was like, three. And I was like, if I can run a 10K tomorrow, I'd only ever run a 10K like once in my life. I was like, if I can run a 10K and get through it, I'm okay. So I did that. And I was like, right, if I can get a 15 the next day, I can, I can do 21. Love that you went directly the next day. Like, you don't have a rest <laughs> yeah, after the 10K. Don't worry about recovery. I also, I also did out. a 15K, two hot pod yoga, did a hot pod yoga class and then went and taught dance. So Fantastic. I was like, if I can get through this, yeah. half a marathon is fine. Yeah. Then you took three weeks to recover and then ran a half marathon, right? Like, and I, I did train a lot and I, I had like some problems with my leg, but I was like, oh, it's fine. Bought some compression socks. And, and she was like, and you were fine. That, that was fine. It. I was fine and did it. So I was like, but at the end, obviously it's 21. I finished and I was dying. And I was like, my mate was halfway through when she did the marathon at this point. Mm. And I was like, because I'd watched her do it, she didn't stop the whole way. So in my head, I'm quite competitive. I was like, I can't stop. I don't care what my time is. I just cannot stop. Mm. And yeah, I did it. So... <laughs> And I'm here, my leg's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really identify with that because I ran the marathon last mm. year, I don't know what it was. And uh, I had the same thing. I was like, I just want to not stop through this. Yeah. And like, I just want to run constantly. And that is its own victory. Yeah. Right? I also wanted to not die. But yeah. that was, that, uh, yeah. yeah. They, they were fighting for priority <laughs> in the goals. It was like, I was, in my head the whole time, I was like, I saw a man with a fridge doing the marathon on his back. I saw a man pushing over someone in a wheelchair. He, he actually did the marathon that I was in. There's always one guy with, with a fridge, fridge on his back. People love a fridge. Yeah. Why a fridge? And I mean, they take out the inside. Not that that oh. makes it. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, I'll do it's not filled with cement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how much is this fridge weighing? And then there were like four people dressed in massive rhino costumes. Yeah. And at the start, you were like, Wow, full on. And then as I was running around, you'd see these people, like some of them dying. Yeah. Yeah. At different points. You're like, ooh. I feel like if I was ever going to do one, I would do it like that. You go, I'd be like, I'm going full out. Full out costume. Let me get in a proper skin costume. So and best let's way go to, wild. Best way to raise money, though, right? Yeah. When you yeah. go, okay, I'm going to do something preposterous. Like, let's roll with it. Yeah. It also gives you, like, it's just so, like, deep, but like, 
it, I didn't think I'd be emotional. And I like started and I cried because it was like, people were like shouting my name that didn't know me. Then yeah. my friends mm. like met me at mile seven and were like cheering me on. And then it was like everyone running that had like four dad or whatever on their top. And I was like, when I'm sat at home crying because I didn't get a job, like I love my job, but like we're not saving lives. Like, mm. And I always have to do that when I'm like, my my friend that ran the marathon is American and she came to watch me in Panto last year. She'd never seen Yeah, we'll have to sing it again yeah. then, won't we? <laughs> You're like, yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, yeah, I felt like it was quite humbling and like brought me down to earth. I was like, there's so much more. And it's a good way of like using fitness and stuff to raise money for like yeah. a charity. I yeah. was like, yeah. And also sometimes, you know, we train so hard from a fitness perspective mm -hmm. for our jobs, right? So you go, all your training, all your gym work, everything else is to make you a better performer. And then you go... Every so often you go, hey, what's a goal outside that? And can I take aim at that at the same time? And how, you know, what transferable skills are, are there from this into stuff that normal people do? It's quite satisfying when you're like, quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, actually, I, I aced that half marathon. Like, <laughs> yeah. Standing there with your medal, like we, weeping, like <laughs> three <It's> weeks. Like, <laughs> it's like as well, I grew up, so I've got two brothers and all boy cousins. And... My dad's always like, my dad will always like compare me and my like twin. And he's like, yeah, but he does football. He does this. And now, like, since like doing fitness and getting into fitness, it's moving to London. Like, I box quite a lot. Yes. yes. And my dad will always be like, yeah, but Nick's strong. And Nick's like, Lucy will literally beat the crap out of me. Like, <laughs> if she wanted to. And I was like, I like that I can use my fitness to like be like, no, I'm strong as well. Like, yeah. there's a good thing. I really love when. <laughs> Like boxing, one it's such an amazing skill. I love it, yeah. That when when you get good at it, you have like you could put two people who one is like muscle bound and massive, and one is a technically fantastic boxer, and you're like that person is winning. Yeah, like, in, yeah. In, in that fight, it doesn't matter because the big guy won't be able to hit him. Yeah, so yeah. You're yeah. Like, yeah. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> like, have fun. Um, so uh, jumping back pre half marathon, yeah. back to finishing college. What happened then? So. I had my operation straight out of college. So basically I had a thing. So for years I was told I had shin splints. Ah, it was like shin splints, shin splints, shin splints. And I am that, touch wood, I'm at that performance that's never, ever taken a show off. Never had a day off college. And I think that comes from having like quite a disciplined, like Geordie dad that was like in football. And he was like a PE teacher as well that was like, you can't, you're not sick. And... So I just would dance on this injury. I was like, yeah. And I actually went to, he was a dancer who's like now a masseuse called John Scott Clark. Oh, I know John. Yeah. <laughs> and I went to him and he was like, yeah, your leg's not okay. He was like, There's, I don't know what it is, but something's not right. And he was like, try go and get an MRI. They wouldn't give me an MRI. And John was like, I'm going to write you like a letter. He wrote me a letter and was like, take it, took it. And they were like, oh, fine, we'll MRI, but there's, there'll be nothing wrong. Took an X-ray at first, and they were like, "Oh, there's a mini fracture in the in the shin bone, but we think it's fine. We'll MRI it." Left, got a call the next day, and they're like, "You need to have immediate surgery." This is not funny. I don't know why I'm laughing. You could lose your leg, and they were. I had a thing called compartment syndrome. Oh yes, yeah. And it's like common in like car crashes and stuff. Mm. And they were like, "It's so from dancing on it, the the blood is literally not draining, and it might 
yeah. explodes. Wow. <laughs> and I basically was like, can I do my grad show? And then... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you say urgent. How yeah. urgent like, are we talking? I've got five more days of shows. Um, so, so literally... So I'll speak to you in a week. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, to be honest, it'll take a week to book in. And I had to have the surgery down here. So my mum had to come from Newcastle and then like drive me back. And like, I had this massive like cast on my leg. And they didn't know if it was in the other leg. But since then, touch what I've never had yeah. problems. Great. And it, the recovery was like a long period of time, but it like fixed it. So I kind of like graduated into that and then was told you can't dance for two years. After six months, went to class and then... Was that like, if I can't dance, I'll I audition for like cruise ships because I was like I can be a vocalist and still work. Mm. But a cruise ship went on and was a singer dancer, so yeah. <laughs> on a on a boat that's not stable. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. Like, good. Leg. Perfect. Um, so did that, and then when I came back, then like started working, and I only ever had I can't. Well, I'm a terrible tap dancer anyway, but like I can't really tap because you're always on your mm. and. I remember my dance teacher at LSMT was like, there's red group's top group and blue group's bottom group. And he's like, Lucy, I've never had anyone that's top of red group in dance and should be in bottom, bottom blue set for tap. <laughs> he was like, I literally, where's your rhythm gone? <laughs> I'm so bad. You're like, the rhythm's there, I just can't hear it. I just can't, I'm so bad at tap. And I get, because I get stressed, my ankles are like, yeah, like, rock solid. My face is like, Perfect. they're like, sell it with your face, and my face is fuming, so yeah. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on the ridge. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, so uh, you, you reduced that recovery time, fingers crossed. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. But actually, somebody in a show I was in realised they had compartment syndrome and was, like, gone mm-hmm. for, you know, from that point on. That's the only reason I knew what it was. Yeah. And that was rough. <laughs> so... Uh, well done on recovering Thank from you. that. <clears throat> and so what happened after that then? You you went back on the, the well, went back, went on the cruise ship and survived this contract. Survived, yeah. And then came back and um, I had an agent, but not for very long. This is part of something that I had with, have with the industry that basically started to comment on how I looked a lot. And I think that's still in the industry, just not talked about as much. And basically, I like listed shows that I wanted to be in. She, oh, she was like, I'll list shows, tell me if you'd be in it, what part, et cetera, et cetera. Went through it all and was like, great, cool. And then I remember Mamma Mia came around and I was like, I'd really love to be seen for Ali. So like the best friend, not mm. even the typically like beautiful blonde, like lead, like, like, stereotype of like so I was like I want to be the one in dungarees that's like and this agent was like um I don't think you understand your casting and in an email was basically like you're not attractive enough don't look fit enough to do an eight show week and so when you're saying about like things I hate and like stereotypes, I hate like beach body ready, blah, blah, blah. Mm. My thing is you look fit or don't look fit. Because yes. what does that mean? Yeah. Like I, that, I hate it. I yeah. hate it. Do you know what? That's, that's part of the reason we call the podcast what it is, right? Because you can't, you can't be fit. You have mm. to be fit for something, fit for purpose, mm. right? So what is your purpose? Yeah. And even if you just speak about cardiovascular fitness, right, which is what people are normally on about, I've, I've immediately yeah. internalised your rage. Take it on. That fitness is not reflected by your body shape yeah. or size. Yeah. Right? You can be fit at 18 stone like, yeah. and, it, and run a, a marathon. You watch it, people, watch yeah. a marathon, they do it. It's like, like and, and I use this as an example, like my... Because he's my twin, and 
my twin is very lean. I mean, I've got the funniest, after I'll show you, I've got the funniest baby photo where we look like I'm one and he's just been born. Like, I was <laughs> huge. I came out like eight pounds and he came out like five. Yeah. Like, I was like, I'm here. Like, you won the boxing match for food, didn't you? <laughs> so, but my twin always says that now. He's like, ah, I'm lean. And he eats rubbish and he's like, it's because you were crushing me. Like, in the room, like, <laughs> crushing me. And he, you would say my twin, like, looks fit, mm. if that's what you're going to use. But he doesn't really like work out he's not and that's like fine that's what he wanted to do and that's always I teach dance at associated studios and because I've also had dance teachers that I remember I wasn't very well at college um like when I was like in Newcastle and I was told I was a better dancer and I'd improved in my dance but I hadn't I just lost a severe amount of weight I was like I'm not mm. a better dancer because I'm actually like propping myself up against the wall with yeah. no energy got no power got no yeah. Strength, yeah and it was like but you look better and I was like okay in, in and your opinion yeah and it was like, so when I teach dance, I'm always like, I do not care. And not like, I don't care. Like, I don't care what you look like. I don't, you, you, I love, like, I always make them do affirmations about they're allowed to eat cake. They're allowed to sleep. I remember being at college being like, can't rest, need to be like doing something 24 seven. Yeah. And I'm like, you're allowed to sleep. You're allowed to rest. You're allowed to recover and eat a balanced diet. Like eating cake is healthy because it's in a balanced diet. If you yeah. restrict that, that's yeah. not healthy. Yes. And but <laughs> but I it's taken me a long time to say that but like I then teach but I'm like you have to be fit and I will do like a plank challenge and I'm like you can drop I don't care but you have to try like yeah. mm -hmm. because you have to start if your bomb's in the air and you're not even trying that's when I get annoyed but like if you're trying then you drop but you get back up yeah. that's mm -hmm. that's it and I think it's it's that little phrase like ruined me and like from someone being like you don't look fit enough and I was like call me fat don't call me lazy because I was like I work hard like you're basically cancelling out all my hard work of being in the gym of like 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 running like going through all this stuff like recovering my leg yeah. to be like you don't look a certain way and I was like that sucks and that is actually like the main thing about the industry we wanted to tackle was that very yeah. perception right that we're going Am I dancing at my best? Am I like able to represent a character at my mm -hmm. best? Am I at peak performance? Yeah. Like, if the answer's yes, then go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like, like because that's the rest is irrelevant. The rest is your judgment of somebody's body and how much body fat I carry. In which case, again, go fuck yourself. Like, yeah. like that's irrelevant. There's an amazing Instagram account, right? It's this guy called the, the handle is the Fat Free Runner, <laughs> right? Like by his name, and he actually has a medical condition, which means he stores body fat, and it's complicated. But he is a you know a really big guy, and purposely he'll do stuff without a top on, and the guy is back flipping, butterfly kicking around, like unbelievably fit athlete and it's like a great account if people even if you're listening to this and you think oh maybe deep down i think maybe that's true because i think that's in there somewhere mm -hmm. for a lot of people they go yeah i hear what you're saying but, but there's a little belief in there somewhere for for i think a lot of people like seeing those people and going oh no it, it what they're saying is is very possible fitness is possible at like any size you're like oh, yeah. okay and it's like I feel like because I, like, in lockdown, I did a nutrition course and stuff like that, like, it's, you can have thyroid problems, you can have underlying health issues, like, to get deep, but I know you like that on the podcast. When I was 11, I <laughs> broke, I nearly died. I had a stomach problem where my stomach just stopped working, and we didn't know what caused it, 
And they were going to have to give me like a stoma bag. But if I got that, it probably meant that I probably couldn't dance as much. Yeah. Like, especially mm-hmm. when I was 11, like, that was like a long time ago now. Like it wasn't as like as forward as it is now with like the technology yeah. and my mum was a bit like can we wait can we wait because I knew from little that I wanted to be a dancer or like a performer and I have ever since then struggled with food and struggled with the way I look and losing weight and my metabolism was so slow because I was fed with a tube for like a year mm. and I think that's what I really like it's taken me a while to like get here, but like want to like fight in the industry because I think we're seeing it like body positivity is being acknowledged. Like we've cast this person that's not typically this role, did it? But still, I'm still hearing my friends be like, "Oh, my agent said I've gained weight, and like my head looks big in my headshot. Your head looks big in your headshot. <laughs> what? Like how can you tell someone's body it's type? It's head. It's literally your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's literally your head. Like, I'm quite Just zoom out. <laughs> <laughs> and I still think. And it's it's so sad because I feel like agents, casting directors have like such a power that like my, my obviously won't say, but like my friend recently said that their agent had said something to them, and this person has never ever said that they don't like how they look. Like I've known them for years, I like never had a problem, and then all of a sudden was like, "Can you train me? Can you do?" And I was like, "Do you want? To, do you like the gym? Do you want to go to the gym?" And also, then I had to be like, "You've also worked a lot, mm. so why do you think you're now not employable when you in you've not changed?" Like I would tell you, be like, "You've not changed because one person has said something," mm. and it bothers me because I know that that comment made me so unwell that I was like, and still sticks with me. If I can't find a reason in an audition, I've not got the job. I'll go. It's how I look. Yeah, straight yeah. away. I probably was. Sh- shit and sang out of tune but I'm like yeah 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 it's such a like you go back to it and then it's that thing of like why do you have to why do you think someone's unfit because they're slightly curvier whatever do you know what I mean yeah Ooh. yeah that bothers me <laughs> yeah it feels very superficial like the, the strides that we think we've made within the industry it feels very just surface level it feels very much like People just making a point going, oh, hey, yeah, we hired a, a bigger actor. Mm. And you're like, ah, that's you, that's just you showing that you've ticked this box. Yeah. Like, it doesn't feel like it's the whole way through the industry. And I think you're right, like with agents um, saying that kind of thing, that kind of thing sticks with you. Like, I know I had feedback years ago now, uh, maybe like seven years ago, where I was told I was out of shape. Mm. I was too out of shape for a track. And I was like, I was like, maybe I look it, but. I am in the best shape yeah. I've ever been in at that yeah, point. Yeah. And I was like, that's mad. Like it was maddening to me. Cause I was like, you're just judging me by how I look and, and, and what clothes I wore and by what clothes I wore and by any number of things. The fact that I sweat, like I sweat a lot just naturally, like by blinking. I'm like red. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and people go, people go, oh, you're sweating a lot. You must be unfit. And I'm like, no, I just yeah. sweat a lot. Oh, guys, that's a really healthy yeah. system. That means it's working really yeah. well. I'm, like, I'm better than you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's mad. It's just maddening, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I mean. Well, I, to build on what you said, I, I, I feel like this is true. I wonder if you yeah. agree, Lucy, that, you know, like you said, that we've got this like habit in the industry of showing, you know, oh, we've cast this person as this part. But agents are just a reflection of what they can sell. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. so the opinions that are coming to you from your agent are realistically a reflection of what they're being is being it's what being fed yeah. to them, translate yeah. to them. So it seems unfair almost most of the time to say it's the agent's fault because if if they could sell you at where yeah. where you're at, they wouldn't be saying that stuff because yeah. it would make them more money. Yeah. So you're like 
It's coming to them yeah. from elsewhere. 100%. And when you look at these musicals, most of the time, you absolutely see, oh, they've... Uh, and usually you'll notice it from their social media that they'll really proudly be talking about the people that they've cast that are slightly outside what's normal yeah. for, um, historically normal for a part. But you look at the ensemble and they're like clones. Yeah. For the most part. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? We were talking about this yesterday and I'm going to do a panto at the minute in the dressing room. And we were talking about like castings and stuff and I was like, it annoys me as well because I feel like sometimes the part that they'll cast different, like either gender or like body type or like if you're more alternative to like the character will always be the quirky character or like the best friend but the person that is and I hate this but like typically beautiful but like make that that a completely different casting if it doesn't affect the storyline then why not change that that casting like Mm -hmm. and it's it's so frustrating that like it was one of the girls was like, oh, I'll never get that part because I'm not tiny. And I was like, oh. and I was like, and it's not her fault, but it's so frustrating. because I'm like, why? In what in what world does it says that character has to be a size six? Yeah. Like in the story, where does it comment on her size yeah. or his size? And it's the same with like guys. I have a lot of like guy friends that are like, oh, I need to be bigger. And it's like, and like, I need to yeah. train, I need to the gym because I like I've had guy friends be told like you're not muscly enough you're not manly what is that like Ooh, that, you're not manly like, what does that even mean <laughs> like, what a ludicrous um, like, define manly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're in such a world where especially this industry and when I talk like my brothers are very open but we talk about like so inclusive of gender and like not having gender and like fluidity that I'm like why are we then still being like manly body type feminine body type like yeah. what is that like well there's that almost thing like strictly is mildly addressing you go oh hey we've got partner work that has to be mm. like male and female and you go okay well one person has to be strong enough to lift the other strong enough not visually big enough yeah, yeah right just and strong enough we've got a couple of clients now who've had people say that to them that like like a couple of them outlifting me in the gym they might be physically smaller mm. than me uh, and perhaps slimmer but unbelievably strong mm. and and dancers you're like but because they're smaller the assumption and it's come back in feedback the assumption is oh they they would have been not strong enough for the for the partner work and you're like you're an idiot yeah, I've, I've had that and i'm quite like somebody on a show was like oh we need someone to move this obviously won't say much because but they're like can we need someone to move this and I was like I'll do it and they went oh no we'll get like then they said like a guy's name and I went why and I was like I was like get on my back and they were like what and I went I'll squat you I'll do it like and I was like I actually don't know why I said that because I can't be bothered to do it like, <laughs> I was so pressed that I was like I'll do it and it's what that but, was was a tactic yeah, in order to get you excited about do doing it he knew buttons but it's like I wasn't in this call but my friend was in the like clueless call and they said like which if you want to be lift or lifted and I was like that's so good like yeah. they weren't like guys on this side or like, yeah. it was like if you want to be lifted this side if you want to lift this side and I was like that's so yeah. that's what we need I do want to be lifted <laughs> if, uh, <laughs> I don't I, no I, I, I absolutely don't because that's all I bring <laughs> you know, that's the only thing I bring to a dance call Tell me the person who's really uncomfortable being lifted and yeah, I, I don't want to be lifted I'm alright <laughs> um, so you mentioned this uh this issue and struggle with eating then with mm. from that point. Do you mind me asking you about this? No, no, go for it. So how has that then affected you since that point, if you if you don't mind elaborating? Yeah, this all? is the first time I've talked about it. This is kind of why I wanted to come on. I feel like this year has been a journey. And if my friends watch this, some of them don't know what I'm about to say. So here we go. Um, I've struggled with it since I was 11. 
like I've never liked my body, never been comfortable. Sorry, not me again. Emotion. Um, and it's hard doing this industry because I've had like on my cruise ship. This was a passenger, so it was no one like in charge. Drew a circle to describe me, <laughs> literally. <laughs> they were, it was a, such a backhanded compliment, so I can laugh at the story. He came over to us, and I obviously had my hair, and he was like, that blonde singer's a really good singer. She's got to be miming. And I was like, blonde? Me and the other girl had, like, got, like ginger hair, and she's brunette. And I was like, what? He was like, blonde. And he was like, yeah, you know the one that's a bit... And I went, blonde? And he went, she sang Bonnie Tyler. It was me in a blonde wig. And I was like this. You've just actively drawn a circle and gone to describe me. <laughs> And I was like, thank you for saying my voice is nice. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I wasn't miming. Um, but I've had, and but because I've had stuff said, I think I cling to then those things. Mm. And like I said, the agent that said that is not my current agent. My current agent's great. And I left them after that because it made me really unwell. And I was like, I'd rather not have anyone than stay and be like unwell. And... But then I've done jobs where they weigh you on the contract and that's not good. And especially if you've had history with it. And I feel I'm quite bad at getting a rejection from a job and it makes me not well because it's like a control thing. And at the beginning of this year, I had I'd finaled for a show, I'd finaled for like nine times and didn't get it again. And then I had a really like rough relationship and was really unwell and ended up in hospital and then have gone through recovery since so a lot of people don't know I've been through recovery this year but I think my massive issue and it came up a lot and I hadn't realized was I always like I don't talk about it because I don't look like I have a problem because someone has said to me you don't look unfit and I was like I don't look like I have a problem but then it comes with having that body dysmorphia like I lost a lot of weight like I think I lost that four or five stone and in my head I looked exactly the same but my friends, like, could, like, my close friends could tell the difference. But I was like, but I look, don't look it. And I was like, but I need to be smaller because I need to get jobs. I want people to like me. And they were like, where does it stem from? And I was like, I have no idea. Like, I've had it for as long as I remember. But I do think things in the industry that are said so much. Like, I remember I actually, when I was auditioning for college, and I know it's changed a lot, but went, didn't go. I had a recall to Arts Ed. And didn't go go because I don't know if you ever heard these rumours, but people were like, yeah, you have to do sexy dance and you have to wear a crop top in jazz. And I was so ill. Which was, the first one was definitely true. Yeah, the yeah. first one was definitely true. Yeah. And I was like, I was at college where, basically when I went to China before I went to like college, I lost a lot of weight, but because I'm a vegetarian and in China it was very hard mm. to like, yeah. um, and then came back and then was told, you look great. And then this slipped into bad eating habits that were kind of almost promoted on the sly and I was like okay and then slipped into that and I am that person that is a perfectionist which isn't a great thing and I was like well I need to do this because then I need to show that I want it so then I was like I'm willing to like literally like make myself ill to like get this job and I went in to luckily my friend was on the was on the panel he was a choreographer and I went into an audition and I was so unwell, I forgot all the words and I knew them outside the room but I went in the room and my brain was like see you later and I was like, I need to sort this because it's actually not, mm. I'm thinking it's benefiting me by making me smaller. So I'll book a job. But yeah. then when I'm in the job, I'm never going to be able to do it. Because I can't mm. perform. And then that's when I got my PT who is amazing. And like, I've had PTs before that you'll tell this to. And they just like, 
ignore it. And mm. it's like, you need to drop your calories to this. Well, I have a massive, yeah. I'm really bad with like counting and being obsessed. And yep. I also like lost my period. And that it wasn't even like, that wasn't even talked about. Whereas like with like my new PT, he was like, this is what you do. We're not going to do this. We're not going to focus on this. And I th- feel like that this is the first time in like this year in my life that I've got like a PT and like liked fitness, not for a punishment side. Yes. Of, like mm-hmm. I'm yeah. doing this to be small. And rather than like, I want to be strong. And that that's why the, I feel like agents, casting directors need to, will say stuff and don't even realise, but it that little thing can set someone off so much. And like, I feel like I never used to talk about it. And this, my panther, this is the first time people know, because I had a bit of a wobble in a costume fin. And I was like, I don't want to be that person. Because it's not, I'm not being a diva. It's a, I don't know if I can go on stage in yeah. that. <laughs> and people started talking about it and it was mad. Some people didn't have problems with food. Some people didn't have problems, but were like, yeah, this was said to me and it made me upset. Or like, and this was said, and someone was a girl about her skin, which is just a diff- like a different problem. And you're like, why is everyone so bothered about how someone looks? And it was like, my older brother works in marketing and I would talk to him about it and he's like, I don't go into work every day and told I'm fat, or I'm too tall, or I'm ugly, or I sound shit. And like, and then you're like, fine. But he's like, you have to get up and do that every day. And I remember he put it on his Instagram and I was fuming because I was like, no, I showed you. It's like, don't put it up. I had a casting for an advert. And it said, and my agent, like, obviously he sent me it. And the brief was typically not attractive, something goofy about them. And it was like, and they looked at my headshot and gone, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. She's perfect. <laughs> and my older brother was like, how are they allowed to? And it's true, like, that's, and obviously, like, it's a casting, but you're like, you see that and go, they've looked at me and gone, typically not like girl next yeah. door, something goofy. And you have to go, okay, I'll take that. Like. Yeah, yeah. And then you have to, like, rebuild yourself up. <laughs> yeah. um, to, to just, when you, you were, I think, quite careful with your, your wording, you said um, you became unwell. Mm-hmm. Did that involve. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, did that involve really restricting your eating for you or was it, uh, what did that involve? Yeah, um, I, yeah, I restrict eating. So like, I think I went like a week and a half having nothing. And I remember going, literally in that week I had, my friend was in Guys and Dolls, my friend was in The Bake Off, Bonnie and Clyde, and I went to watch these three shows and I remember sitting watching The Bake Off and I didn't laugh. It was hilarious. It wasn't that it wasn't funny, but I just didn't laugh. And I was like, Okay, and then guys and dolls, I stood and I was like, I real feel really unwell, and I was like, I'm fine, I'm fine, and it's a, I think it is a control thing because especially in this industry, you've got no control, mm-hmm. and you don't get feedback a lot, so you don't know the reason you've not got a job, and I think it is a control thing that it was, it's always been my go-to, but yeah, I just restricted so much, and then I overexercise, so I do both at the same time, and. I get very stressed if I don't go to the gym. So I'm like, well, I've not gone to the gym, so I'm not working hard. So I'm not, like, in my head, I was like, I can't complain how I look if I'm not at the gym every day. Like, I can't complain about that. So I have to go to the gym because otherwise then no wonder I look how I look. Um, so then I did that and basically it was one of my best friends was like, you need, to, you, every year for about five years, I've slipped back in, but always come out, like, and I'm fine. And this year, I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to come out. But I've been to the doctors once before. And unfortunately, we're still in a world where BMI is used. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, they, they were like, well, your BMI, well, it actually was overweight. They were like, your BMI is actually overweight. So no. And I was like, and I, and I obviously have a history of it from being a kid. 
No, I was hospitalised from it. And I was like, yeah, but if you look at my records, and I was like, like, crying. And I was like, I've never, ever had, like, mental health problems or anything like that, but this food thing has been going on. And I kind of was like, I'm turning, like, I just, like, last week turned 29, and I was like, I don't want to be an ad... Like, I kind of started thinking... I don't, like, I've never thought, oh, I want kids, but I was like, I wouldn't know how to feed. Like, when my friends are having kids, I was like, I wouldn't know how to... I can't, like, even sort my own head out. And I was kind of... Like, this is this has gone on too long now, that this is such a go-to, and it's not attractive, it's not nice, it's not... And, like, I think people don't... I thought so many people didn't know. And then people would be like, you don't come out. I wouldn't go up to social, like, brunches, or I'd make up an excuse, or I'd go and be like, oh, I'm not well, and just have a coffee, and, like, stupid. And I was like... I'm not enjoying my life. Mm-hmm. Or and it's and it's bad because I love my job, but a lot of it is for performing. Like I'd be like, yeah. I can't eat a piece of cake yeah. because I want to be in a show and I'm not there. So like that's then I can't like have a life, which was so stupid. Like I, I one, thank you so much for <laughs> I think I think it was an I wanted to ask the question yeah. so that if people are listening and they're currently doing those things, sometimes just hearing somebody yeah. say, who's recognised that it's a problem, they might be listening to this going, oh, I do those things. And that's that's why I wanted to yeah. ask you. So thank you for sharing. Then the other um, thing you mentioned was that you've been going through recovery this year. So you mentioned you've been to the doctor previously. But what happened this year that was different and that, that brought you to be in a better place, to be comfortable speaking about it or trying speaking about it today yeah. for the first time? Um, yeah, what, what what was that process like? I, so I, because when I've been, before I wasn't necessarily like underweight, but this year, like, because I was so ill, I had lost dramatically like a lot of weight. So they could see that, they, and they were like, okay, actually, it was this one woman called, and I literally owe everything to her, called Charmaine. And I literally remember going for this assessment. They were like, we'll do an assessment. And I just cried. And I'm actually hilarious because I'm getting emotional, but I'm not a crier. I quite bottle things up. And I was, like, crying and saying stuff I'd not even realised that I thought about myself. And I'd said about the BMI thing. And she was, like, so angry because she was, like, the BMI thing. If you have an eating disorder and you go and then you're told you're overweight, that then makes you more ill. So you've gone to the doctor for help. And then they go, you're overweight. So then you go, right, I'm going to go starve myself again. Like, it's so stupid. And she was, like, it's also so outdated. Like... My cousin is a CrossFit trainer. He's ripped and he is BMI is obese. Like, and he's yeah, clearly yeah. not. And she was like, it's so stupid. And she was like, you evidently have a problem. I'd lost weight. She could see in my history. And then I was put, I'd, it was so annoying. I'd moved flat. So I wasn't currently on that GP register. And you have two, there's two types of recovery. One is, um, like a year and it's someone that's less resist is more resistant to wanting to get better and then there's like a shorter one where you're like it's very intense and it's horrible and one is a 21 month waiting list and the other was meant to be a year and I got off it in six months but it was meant to be a year but it's like I always my mum uses an example like Nikki Graham she Mm. this sounds awful but she got no help because she was small and her weight wasn't anorexic according to BMI. She had to pay for private rehab and then obviously that passed. I'm obviously not saying I was that far gone, but it's like no one would help her on the NHS because her BMI wasn't... And, like, you can see in the media that Nikki Graham is never well. And I 
she bit this bit this woman basically was like I can clearly see and I got put on a, like CBT one that's like 10 it's like 10 weeks intensive and you have to do something every week and it was the worst time of my life like you had to like list so I had like fear foods and some are like so rogue like I would never eat a full banana like and you don't read stupid stuff that you're like I hated eating out like I'd not eaten out in front of friends like my birthday I wouldn't go out for a meal I would never go on dates because I wouldn't want to eat in front of someone and my best friend Ebony was literally the best person I've ever met in my life like she went through everything with me so if I had to go and eat something I went with her so like I got used to it and I relapsed twice once I final for a job and didn't get it so like relapsed and went to the control and then another was like a relationship so relapsed again and they were like that it's gonna happen and like even now like on this panto job it's the first time I've worked since recovery when I got put in a costume I like relapsed but now I know how to kind of figure it out and like get back into it and like have safe foods that I know that if I can't have a meal like I love a crumpet like do you know what I mean like like, I'm literally like that's what I have if I I can't like have a big meal but I've not really spoke about it because still even now in my head is like I won't tell my friends or people that I know because I don't think I look small so I'm like they just will be like oh yeah whatever and it's so mad because when I was in hospital people didn't know I was in hospital other than like my best mates and I was, I was weird. I asked because I asked Abby about this podcast. I was like, I really want to talk about it because I hate it. Angers me that people, agents and casting directors and stuff, still comment on it for people that like myself and other people that are unwell. And now I'm a teacher. I've had students come up to me and be like, I've got this problem, and I will take that shit seriously. Mm-hmm. Like I will never tell you to go on. Like so many. Um, I feel like people need to have nutritionist coasts, coaches in colleges. Like, they didn't know about protein. Like, they didn't know about protein for, like, muscle recovery and mm. stuff like that. Mm. And I've only learned about it since having... We're doing that now, just so yeah. you're aware. That's yeah. something yeah. we, we <coughs> do yeah. for that, for the same reason you've described. And it's, like, the same thing, like... I, I remember, like, I was doing a job and I remember... And I don't know whether she had problems with food or stuff, but somebody in the dressing room would constantly talk about what was in everything. And there was another girl next to me that would, like eat whatever she wanted and then people were like do you want to eat that because it's got gluten in do you want to eat and I was like stop it because you don't know who what they've gone through they might be fine with food but you don't know and also that is healthy to eat that because I won't eat a sandwich from Pret and that's unhealthy not because I'm going oh it's healthy but because I'm scared of like we were joking yesterday and I can kind of laugh but I was like I used to be so scared of a donut that like I wouldn't pass it like I'm like no 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 like even now I still don't have an advent calendar and that was why I really wanted to like get past that but I've not had one for years and like this is the first year I've had a birthday cake in about seven years. And I didn't have a whole piece, but I had half. And I was like, for me, that's yeah, a lot. Yeah. And I kind of was like, the reason I wanted to talk about it was because I don't... I, there was There's a girl I follow on Instagram. She's not a um, performer. She's called Millie G Fit, who went through... She had anorexia for years and then in lockdown went into recovery. And I watch all of her stuff. And having that helped me. Because then I was like, it's okay. Because I look at her since she's, like, gained weight from being small. And I'm like, you look incredible. Like, mm-hmm. So I was like, well, if I'm thinking that about someone else, like, I have to try and do it. And I remember I always, like, from being younger, I was like, I always want to help people with this. Like, when I got better from hospital. But then I obviously got ill and then wasn't in the right mind. But I was like, I need to somehow 
my maybe my purpose is to like talk about it more that it needs to stop like yeah. people need to stop yeah. talking about body type because your little comments about what people wear or like it in like colleges is affecting someone's like like it affected my life like what an agent said like that I wouldn't date people like I my I made my whole world the industry but like then I would stop everything else and I think as I've gotten older I'm like oh shit like this one little thing makes me not live my life because I'm so worried about my biggest fear and problem in life is about being small to make everything else better which Ooh. is just so yeah. stupid well firstly thank you yeah, yeah, it's like, so for choosing to share that on here like what uh, you sort of started saying why did you think you'd want to share that on this podcast on this platform I feel because of what because I listened to you because I used to do all your workouts in lockdown so <laughs> and then I remember talking to Abby about it and me and Abby had an audition for something together and I was this was a while ago but I was like it's because of how I look it's because of how I look because I knew I danced it well so I was like it's because it's because I'm big it's because I'm big because I don't look like a dancer I don't look like a clone in the ensemble did it and I've had comments made to me you don't look like a dancer a lot I've had it a lot and I was like so in my head that's always in a dance call I like obviously everyone hate you in a mirror like and you're like great I look like the big one or and I remember talking about it this was a while ago and she was like oh you should message and go on the podcast and I was like I'm not talking about my problems (laughs) (laughs) I'd not even address them like with myself and then then obviously this year I went through recovery and then I was like I listened to all your podcasts and I was like you promote what I think needs to be promoted that like fitness doesn't have to be a certain way of how you look and even like your sick training one like at college, like I would, I, I remember I had food poisoning. And I went into dance, and my head teacher was like, "What are you doing here?" And I had food poisoning because <laughs> I was so drilled that you have to be disciplined. Because if you you're not, you'll never get the job. And even now, I have to like. Last week, I had a I'm doing panto, but I had a chest infection, and like I was like, but "I need to go to the gym." But I couldn't breathe doing the dance number. Yeah. But I was like, <laughs> "I need to go and squat eighty kg." And it was like stupid stuff, and I was like, "I need to." not do and even now I do have friends that are like that that they'll go to the gym when they're ill or like because of an aesthetic because they've been told you need to look a certain way and they're like yeah but I need to or even like with jobs like my friend had to be topless in a job and wasn't great because they felt like they had to look a certain way and I was like why you look great topless now without having Mm. an eight pack and also some people can't get that because their body composition's not yeah that and so many factors. We didn't even mention yeah. gut microbiome. Because <laughs> usually we're like, ah, oh, what? Can't believe we didn't miss the lot. That's something, I don't know if you know this. Uh, I'm going to nerd out. No, oh, let's go. So uh, they've done this in mice and they've just started exploring doing it in humans as well, where they do a, a fecal transplant, right, of literally um, identifying. Yes, it is exactly what The, the only like. reason I know about this is because of South Park. So okay. Uh, in which, uh, they've South like, Park educating <laughs> yeah, Doing a great job. Um, they're using AI to try and map the human gut at the moment, and uh, that's far more advanced than anything we've been managing to do, and they think it's going to take about 10 years. It's that complicated, of okay. constant AI work. Uh, but they've identified some of the bacteria in there, and they've uh, shifted fecal matter from one um, mouse that retains body fat to uh, a mouse that, that doesn't. That single action resulted in weight gain in the other mouse, and the same the other way round. Mm. So we have this idea that you're like, oh, it's just calories in, calories out. Yeah. You're like, no, no, no. Human body is insanely complex. Yeah. And and the health of this 
you know, your stomach, for those who aren't watching this, it is, is hugely part of that too. It's just way more complex than we're giving it credit for. And like, there are different factors that, that lead to different people's bodies looking different ways. And realistically, they have zero bearing on yeah. your ability to perform well. Huge segue from that. Okay. Six. Yes. You were playing Berlin, right? Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> the one whose song I know the best. <laughs> Let's on, go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, every, everyone here sat at this table. I'm the person people least want. To <laughs> you have the accent already, Bobby. <laughs> That's all I've got. More me for this. What was that experience like? Well, fun, but I only did two shows because of COVID. Oh no! Yeah, it's actually not fun. So you're like, I'm at Berlin. I'm not Bye. Reflection of her life. So the way I got into it is actually a really funny story. So it came off. So the agent that I had that I left, I didn't have anyone, and then we're singing at Kinky Cabaret. Yeah. This was years ago when I had the confidence. Now I'd be like, no, thank you. <laughs> um, and <coughs> my friend Luke Bayer was there, yeah. and his agent was there, and. I sang Mama Knows Best by Jessie J and Luke was like, oh, you need to like, he was like, you represented? And I was like, no, and he was like, you need to like meet my agent. And that's actually how I ended up with the agent I have now from literally singing at Kinky. And then he was like, yeah, come in for a meeting. It was a hospital club was a thing. So we went to hospital oh, club. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Memories, yeah. <laughs> um, and I then this um, person was there and we were dancing as you do in Freedom on the pole. And he was like, oh, they were like, you should come in for my show. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, what? I was like, what is it? And he was like, uh, sorry, they were like, it's called Six. And it was when it wasn't, it was at the Fringe. I was like, what's it about? And he's like, Henry VIII. I was like, I love history. Like, great. <laughs> <laughs> I have good costumes <laughs> <Yeah>. in my wheelhouse. <laughs> These are the things I need to <laughs> um, So I went in when it like was going to Edinburgh, but like for a swing. And I'd never been a swing on a show. I've now, that's the most thing I've done now. But um I like final then didn't get it and then was brought in for it like quite a few times and then I think I got it on my second or third time and in the West End and tour I think they have five weeks rehearsals we went out and it was on Covid was just starting and they were like we're gonna see if we can do it in three <laughs> I was like, okay and we we looked insane because it was a gym where we did it and we would have to we would do rehearsals go to the gym and run on the treadmill singing the songs because it's 90 like four minutes and you don't leave the stage yeah. it's the hardest yeah. show I've ever done for like cardio because you, people think six isn't dancey and it really is mm. and you're obviously in those massive boot heels the whole show <laughs> and so we did it in three weeks managed by the skin of our teeth and um, we did our dress run without costumes because they've not been made because <laughs> obviously like we did it in three weeks and then we got on and, and we started the show and we opened and I remember I'm still really close to our director uh, Franny who was like director of West End tour and I wrote them a note and was like thank you so much like you've literally written my dream come true like all this like cringy stuff I was like it's a role I remember hearing the soundtrack and I was like I'll be Berlin like I, I'm going to be Berlin like, they, like that is the character I'm made to do and we went in they were like we're going to have a meeting the next day and we went in and we, they were like, so we're closing tomorrow. And I laughed because I thought it was a joke. <laughs> and I laughed and they were like, no, we're closing. And we were like, what? Like, I've auditioned for this show for three years. I just got it. And now we're closing. And then we were told, like, obviously it was when people thought COVID would last two weeks. Yeah. So I was like, oh, it's fine. I'll yeah. be back. And then just never ended up doing it. And then I final for it 
five times since and not oh, because not. of the lineup yeah, and it's, yeah, it they're such a lovely team so it's like obviously nothing that but because the lineup changes it then means so then I've changed part I went in for an alternate last time and stuff like that so it's been a I love the show but it's been a weird journey because I still don't feel like I've fully done yeah, it yeah, yeah, if yeah. you get what I mean one day yeah <laughs> Hopefully <laughs> <happen>. <laughs> is there anything about uh, health and fitness or theatre or anything at all that you would like to see get in the bin in the bin Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think. Well, we've already put. Well, in, yeah, we've put, yeah, we've put, put in quite in, a bit already. Yeah, I know. So. I've put in that what to look fit. I think that's my biggest yeah. thing. Yeah. Done. Yeah. I think that's probably the one. Yeah, like, I'm up with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's in the bin. Then, but then we'll move on. Okay. Do you have any advice to somebody entering the industry now? I feel like, and this is such like a typical one but being authentically you because I definitely when I was at college I tried to be everyone else like I also feel like the industry's changed so much like I am someone that dresses in like oversized like clothes like I remember being at college like having to fit a girly vibe and (laughs) I tell my friends this and they're like what when I had my agent showcase I wore black blouse and floral trousers what? <laughs> like I never. Me too. Yeah, but like ever, that's just not my vibe. And I was trying so hard to fit what I thought like a music theatre like leading lady was. Mm. And don't. And I don't think that was like LSMT at all. That I just think that was like where the industry was back then. Yeah. And I feel like the more I started like to lean into like me and be Geordie, dress how I want to dress. It is that thing of like no one else is like you so you have to be authentically that and specific sorry specifically shows like six like want you to be you and yeah, not fit yeah. a box and I feel like that's the best way to be because I was always trying to the reason I don't think I did well at the beginning was because I was trying to be something I wasn't like I sing in a mix I never sing in a soprano but was going in for like Lisa in Sound of Music like up against Top Sops and I was trying to tap, like going to Pineapple to try and learn tap from people that have been doing it since we were three. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's find what you're good at and be good at it. Be good yeah. at that. And stick. And also it. what you like, because there's no point in doing a show where if you don't like it or don't have like a passion for it, of doing it because you're just in a show. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Right. My, ta- my challenge for you is to uh, not show uh, anything on your face for a moment. That's <laughs> okay. the zero emotion. Okay. Uh, so it's time for us to. Guess if you've A, managed to tell us a lie, and if you have, what we think it might be. I've got one. Me too. I'm assuming it's the oh, same God, one. It's going to be the same one. So we, might, we can guess together now. Yeah. So uh, tell me what yours is. Uh, the uh, munchkin yeah, story. Yeah, yeah that's fun. absolutely what I'm, <laughs> we're going to go for. Yeah, that's the, that's the one that I'm going for. We think that the munchkin singing somewhere over the rainbow is the lie. Tell us, did you manage to lie? <laughs> no! no! That's, that's true! true. That's true. I t- should I tell you what the lie was going to be? But I couldn't yeah. get it in. Yeah. I was going to say that Anne McPartland was my uncle. From oh, no. oh, I by the way, Anne McPartland was my uncle. We are going to go in three, two, one, let's go. Eggs or veggie bacon? Eggs. White bread or brown bread? Brown. The US office or friends? Friends. Cardio or resistance training? Cardio. McDonald's or Burger King? 
Neither. Singing or acting? <laughs> Singing. Catherine Howard or Catherine Parr? Catherine Parr. Yoga or Pilates? Yoga. Family Guy or Love Island? Love Island. Domino's Pizza or Papa John's? Domino's. Sport or dance? Ooh, dance. Alcohol or chocolate? Chocolate. Matching socks or mismatching socks? Matching socks. Coke or Pepsi? Pepsi. Football or basketball? Basketball. Game of Thrones or Glee? <laughs> Glee. Books or Kindle? Books. Clean shaven or beard? Oh, beard. <laughs> personal chef or personal stylist? Personal stylist. Opening night or press night? Press night. Sexy or smart? <laughs> Sexy. Shower or bath? Shower. Dick Whittington or his cat? Dick Whittington, innit? Dogs or babies? <laughs> what? Dogs or babies? Dogs. Snakes or badgers? <laughs> a theme park or water park? Theme park. Running or walking? Running. Director or choreographer? Choreographer. Bobby or Stefan? <laughs> <laughs> 51 seconds. I, oh, I knew well like dads or babies. I was like, what? <laughs> sexy dad. Sexy <laughs> Every time, In sexy dad. Yeah, Dick Whittington or his cat? Yeah. Which is weird, I said Dick Whittington, but I covered the cat. So cat. <laughs> Should have gone with the cat. <laughs> you were like, I'm in it. I was like, they're both. They're both. They're both. <laughs> uh, Lucy, thank you so much yeah, for joining thank us. You. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure. And uh, yeah, thank you for being so open and generous with your story and, and everything you've experienced. So we really appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you at home or wherever you might be for listening. Uh, yeah, and if you've enjoyed this episode, you know what to do. Click those like and subscribe buttons. Find us on Instagram at fit underscore talk. As always, if you've got any questions you want answered, Slip slide into those DMs. I'll be in there eating the croissant. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks again for listening. If you like what you've heard, we have been fit to talk with our wonderful guest, Lucy Aston, and your hosts, me, Stefan, and me, Bobby. And if you didn't like it, we've been Joe Wicks. Peace out. (laughs)